and welcome back to a tall glass of podcast i am here today with anthony and mike as always and today we're going to dive into mike mcdermott mike take it away thanks jim and what a nice thing for you to say my dearest friend and my oldest confidant and we're also joined by anthony today anthony it's great to see you how are you great I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks. Good to see you. Matthew just got back from vacation. It was some sort of swingers retreat, which is very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to do an episode on that in the future. I was to trying to keep how... that on the DL. I'm surprised it leaked. Well, you know, guys, I really don't like talking about myself. And more than that, I really don't like hearing other people talk about themselves. Um, Obviously, negating the first two podcasts, those were gems, and I listened to to myself over and over again. So, but, you know, I can understand, and, and I'm talking to you out there, the audience as well. Uh, I can understand sometimes it's trying to hear someone talk about themselves, but in the interest of uniformity with this podcast, I just want you out there, audience, to understand why it is that you should listen to us, why you should hear us, why it's important for you to understand who we are as people so that when we do give you advice, opinions, um, stories, you actually do want to listen. And maybe after I talk, you would want to listen less. We'll find out. <laughs> that we will. All right, Mike. So yeah. let's start from the beginning. From birth, as you emerged from the canal, what was your first memory as a child? I was I was cut out in a violent C-section, but we're gonna we're gonna fast forward <laughs> a little bit further. I want to start out by saying, from a young age, I had been around the trades, and this trade specific would be plumbing. From the age of nine years old, I was violently taken from my mother, put into a van in a matching uniform as my father and then taken to work with him. When you own your own company, you can take your nine-year-old son to work with you and you can pay him whatever you want. In this case, it was a dollar an hour. Now, audience, I know out there you're thinking, Mike, you're nine years old. That's probably all you deserved was a dollar an hour. You're probably picking your nose and holding the flashlight. And that's probably true, but that's still twice as much as anybody who works in HR and they get a full salary. So, I think I possibly deserved more. So, uh, but no, I, I worked with my dad from a young age and uh, worked with him and my uncles growing up and have just been involved in plumbing pretty much my whole life. And, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about high school a little bit, uh, though plumbing was still in my background. Um, in high school, I did actually venture out to become a firefighter that uh, almost happened. I almost, you'd almost be listening to a firefighter right now instead of a plumber, which would have been a lot more interesting. But I, uh, I took my ENT at CVCC. I uh, went through the fire academy and then I went into paramedic school, which turned out to be a little bit academically challenging for me. And then some things that happened in my personal life to where uh, I decided to uh, no longer pursue that. And, uh, some, you know, sometimes I do think that I, that I just throw in the towel, that I give up. And I guess that's possible. And that's something that you might dwell on from time to time. Uh, but as Jimmy had pointed out so eloquently in his, his podcast, turning situations into 
pasties. I can't, I can't remember the title. It wasn't that interesting, but I remember that uh, he had said that in every uh, faction of your life, you'll have uh, a silver lining, Setbacks. whether it be a dead end or not. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. What are you saying? Setbacks, what, you, what you're looking for. In every setback, there's an opportunity. And at CBCC, I did meet my wife, the love of my life, uh, the apple of my eye, the cream in my coffee. And uh, we met at a young age in high school, and we fell madly in love. And we are still together today, and I have a lovely family with her. And um, she means everything to me. And every night is just still red hot passion. <laughs> Anthony, do you know what I mean when I say red hot passion? <laughs> I sure do, Mike. I sure do. It doesn't sound like it. So we, uh, we did get together, and... Uh, Though it was maybe a possibly a setback, we we still there's still something to look to that came out good out of that whole situation. I gotta ask a question. Um, yeah, dude, hit me. Who isn't there a story about um, you and your wife in high school that actually connects all three of us before this podcast even even started? So I think I know what you're talking about. And if it is what you're talking about, I'm going to tell my mom and anybody who uses me as a plumber to turn off the episode and just <laughs> listen in on the next ones. But basically, me and my wife were reading poetry to each other in the dark <laughs> in my truck. When you're a young man and a young woman, it's kind of hard to find alone time when you both live with your parents. And so I had uh, done the responsible thing and I had parked uh, my truck into an industrial complex where, <laughs> again, we were reading poetry to each other and the windows for some reason got real fogged up. I don't know if it was <laughs> the Passion. truck. The what, what, what's uh, poetry were you reading? Robert you, Frost, bitch. <laughs> it was Dr. Seuss, okay? <laughs> Anyways, a police officer showed up. Mm. Turned out to be Anthony's dad. The man in the same. I didn't know Anthony at the time. I didn't know his dad, but Rihanna had put the pieces together later on. But he uh, read me my rights, scared me pretty badly, took us out of the car, Searched me. And then, by the way, he took my freaking pocket knife, Anthony. It was oh. a husky pocket knife. It was a box cutter. And I'd like you next time you're at his house to just wait, wait, casually, wait, wait. casually peruse his tool section, wherever that may be. And if there's an orange husky box knife, that's mine. And I'd like it back. So anyways, he did let us off with a warning that we can't do that kind of stuff anymore in public. He told me I should get a hotel, to which <laughs> I said. In. The Days Inn was to, right down the street. To, okay, to which I said, <laughs> I'm 17 years old. I make minimum wage. My dad pays me $2 an hour. At the time, <laughs> I had gotten a raise, and he pays me $2 an hour. How am I supposed to afford a hotel? But, uh, yeah, so we are all connected in that way. Moving on from that embarrassing story, shortly after high school, some uh, – some things did radically change in my life. A couple of years after high school, mm. I um, I uh, 
lost my father. He was 50 years old. Um, I was 20 at the time. And I don't like to talk about that, but I wanted to bring it up only to say that uh, some major things did change in my life. I, I jumped fully into plumbing as a, as a full-time career, uh, taking over my father's business and his, his customer basis. I also decided to finish building a house that he had started finishing. It was a, I had a couple of aha epiphany moments that uh, in the beginning, I didn't think I would even try to do something like that. But I had a couple of moments where I was like, you know what? I got to. It was a house that he kind of put everything on the line to finish. And uh, I was 21 at the time. And I just uh, decided I was going to finish building this house, which I didn't really know too much about how to do. But uh, through a couple of close contacts and uh, through thousands of hours of YouTube, I was able to uh, finish that house in a couple of years. Uh, we don't live there anymore. We still have it. We've moved to a different spot as of then. But uh, that was uh, that was a big point in my life. A big uh, a big uh, thing. Yeah, Jim. So you know, losing your dad as a twenty year old it, was it the the reason for deciding to you know take up his business and um, finish building the house that he started? Was it did it come from you know the sense of pride as a as a son and wanting to carry on the things that he had started and built like his company in the house? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, coincidentally, both of these, these factors doing the, the plumbing business and also finishing that house, it was kind of made clear to me from my father um, that both of those things he wanted to stay within the family. Hmm. So from a young age and a very young age, I knew that I was going to always end up in plumbing. Even when I pursued firefighting, they only work every third day. So plumbing was always going to be part of my career. Um, and my father always had expressed that he wanted me to take over his business further down the road than what we planned on, but eventually. And uh, that house is a house that we are that area we've been going up our whole lives to. Um, my dad actually bought that property close to when we were born. So that too, he, he expressed how he wanted to stay within the family. Again, circumstances way sooner than we expected. But, um, you know, to be real, guys, it's it's a thing where I think I think I felt like in some ways I may have let my dad down or may have I may have disappointed him in some ways. And it was something I really wanted to do to assure that it was something that he would have approved of. He was quite a he was quite a mountain of a man, both in personality uh, and in stature. And I wanted to um, wanted to kind of prove to him and to myself that it was something I could I could do and that he would have been proud of. And you know, this, this isn't a sob story. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I. I, I never made him proud. I think a good father is someone who always makes you want to keep reaching further and further. You know, if you look at your dad and you say like, mm, I bet he would be super, I, I bet he'd be more proud if I could achieve this. I think that's a, that's a good thing to be. You don't want to live in their shadow, no doubt. And I might even be guilty of doing that too much, but um, you know, it was just important for me to, and in and, and, and both of those things, I just wanted to, uh, wanted to kind of fulfill his dream for those, 
for those those two ventures and I belong in plumbing. I've always felt like I have. So, yeah. And yeah, it makes uh, that sense. brings I can yeah. uh, I can echo what you said about about your dad. He was one of the people I most enjoyed being around but also was most afraid of as a as a kid. Uh, he did throw beer in my face one time for uh, chasing right in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably 6 years old and uh, Wait, why did he that. Why did he do it? I think it was, we were at some picnic and there was a water balloon fight and, you know, it's kind of unspoken. You don't hit an adult with a water balloon who's like sitting down eating food. And, uh, <laughs> but I was a little shit and, uh, got a little ballsy and decided to go up behind him and hit him with it. And then he like got me back and then we, you know, it was all in fun, but then I was chasing him around and I think he got tired of me and just, I remember he just turned around and had his can of beer in his hand and like, like kind of like, not like threw it in my eyes, but like hit me like through the water like the liquid at me and um yeah got me right in the eyes and went down hard dang yeah that's that was him so uh yeah you know it's uh it's but that pretty much brings us to present day i i have a loving wife and two kids and uh life is good i have uh you know um i have uh I have everything I wanted. I really wanted to be in this this spot at this point. And there's always more that you always want back and forth, but um, it's been real good. It's been uh, I'm a happy man. Talk Do you about, want to take them? Go ahead. You talk about but, taking all that time to build, you know, to build the house, pick up where he left off. I mean, I, I remember it from my perspective, but um, I can't imagine. I know you're a handyman, but at the same time, taking a house that's partially constructed and he was the general yeah. contractor. Let's be very clear here. There wasn't someone your dad had hired to bring in all these other contracts. The dude, the man was just, he hired everyone. He knew the right people. And now you're left right. with, with figuring that out at 21 years old. So I'm like, I'm going to figure company. this out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to figure this out one way or another. And um, very lucky. There was a man whose name was Craig who uh, is an associate of Uncle Kevin's, my uncle, uh, Jimmy's uncle as well, who is, is, a, is, a, is a builder. He's a general contractor. It's what he does for a living. And I didn't hire him, but I called him on a daily basis. Literally, hey, Craig, what do I do now? Okay, Craig, I, I fucking insulated the baffles. Now what do I do? Like a step-by-step. -step. And this guy, God bless him. He was so patient. He was like, okay, well, you know, sometimes he wouldn't answer. Like he was probably like, fuck, I'm busy. This kid's just fucking asking me more questions. And, uh, but then he, you know, he'd call me back or I'd call him the next day. Like, Hey, you know, what the, what do I do now? And, and, uh, he would kind of walk me through step by step. Um, and he would come over once in a while cause he lived out that way and he would come over and he'd look at what I did and he'd be like, okay. And then, you know, I, I traded services with a lot of, that's one thing I do have the benefit of is that I have a skilled trade in my repertoire. So I was able to trade services for some of the work that was done. You know, you wire my house and I'll do your plumbing. Uh, some of those I'm still paying off to this day. So they call me up at any moment. And it, I mean, they wired my, my electricity is a perfect example. They wired my whole house for beer. I give them a six pack of beer in the morning, they they both would, there's two of them. They had no background in electrical. <laughs> they would both polish off a six pack of beer and wire off my wire my house. And then <laughs> I told him, you know, I'll I'll. But this the general contractor, he 
this was under him. He's like, these guys know what they're doing. I know they have no background, but they know what they're doing. Fucking, I don't know. So yeah. uh, they wired it and we traded services. And uh, till this day, they can call me tomorrow and be like, hey, I, one of my toilets is bad. They're nice guys, but like, hey, one of my toilets is bad. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm coming out. And it's all, it's all basically, and that's the thing about this house. It's kind of out in the boonies. And that small town, like, I'll take care of you, you take care of me thing is very prevalent out there. Mm. And it's, it's something you don't see a lot up here in the city, but out there, you know, they mean it. So, um, Mm. they're older. So eventually they'll die and I won't have this albatross over my head anymore (laughs) of having to pay back the work they did for me. But no, they're good guys. They're awesome. But, um, yeah. And then you just watch tons of YouTube videos and, let me make it clear. I'm a plumber, but Jimmy, I know about as much how to hang a door as you do. Anthony, I know about as much how to wire a breaker as you do. These are things now with the use of technology, you can you can kind of figure it out one way or another how to do it, and you just fucking buck up and do it, I guess. Um, I don't recommend it to everybody, but um, you know, it's a skill you can develop over time in certain facets and. Trust me, sometimes it's better just to hire somebody, no doubt. But uh, it was quite an experience. And I did it, you know, it was, it took time for sure, but it was, it was a good experience. And I'm glad that I went through it. And it's done. And it's part of this, my legacy forever. And I will pass it on to my children. I'll pass it on to my children, whether they like it or not. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just how it's going to be. But uh, yeah, Anthony. Do you think you'll ever do it again? Build, try to build. I gutted, I gutted the house I'm in now down to the yeah. studs. So I kind of already did. And yeah, I would, I would do it again, but I would sub so much of that stuff out. I, yeah. If I do it everything myself, it, it'll take you five years to build a house. It's just not practical. Yeah. Uh, I would just sub out what I don't want to do, which is pretty much everything besides the plumbing. So, you know, you got to have that capital and, and whatnot. I'm already boring myself. Just hearing myself talk right now. I want to jump into something though, real quick, to go off on a tangent. I want to talk about riffing. Okay. Riffing. Folks out there at home, I like to be mean spirited. There, I said it. I like to riff. I like bringing color into this podcast. And I think I wanted to give a little bit of a public service announcement to our audience and to you two gentlemen, too, my two co hosts that, uh, um, I might make fun of you guys. <laughs> I might poke fun at you. It might sound mean spirited, but I don't think it's coming from a place like that. I think, I think that it is a way of breaking down barriers. Mm. I think it's a way of forming a connection, Anthony, with you that normally if we weren't close friends, we could form it in a small amount of time just by throwing a few jokes at each other. I don't think that it's mean spirited. I think that it's cathartic, but I could be wrong. Maybe it is mean spirited. Go ahead, Jimmy. So would you say that the jabs and and giving each other shit can create a shortcut to a deeper friendship? Is that what you're trying to trying to say or is this not as uh 
rosy colored as I just painted it? Is it more just personally? I I believe humor in it. No, no, I believe that it's not tearing someone down to build yourself up. I think it's tearing someone down to get to them, to hmm. get to who they really are. But I could be wrong. It could be mean spirited. Deep down inside, I could be self-conscious about who I am as a person. Maybe, maybe I feel like I never really measured up. Maybe deep down inside, I'm unhappy with who I am. Mm. Maybe that no matter how many people I surround myself with, I still feel utterly alone. And then as I, as I wade through life, I feel like a ship lost, lost in the deep black abyss. And as the philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche said, the longest you stare into the abyss, eventually the abyss stares back. Mm -hmm. So were there other swinging couples at <laughs> this vacation, Anthony? Or what was that? Or was it just people within your your certain clique? Yeah, we, we just went down with a group and we we ventured off to the swingers, actually. That was the whole point. So audience, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to bring this back to is that this podcast, it's about the levity. It's about having fun. It's about telling stories. It's about whatever, giving advice, unsolicited advice. And I just want to tell the audience out there that um, I might insult you without even knowing you. I might insult your profession. I might insult what you like to do. I don't want you to take it seriously. It's my way, audience, and it's our way of connecting to you. I'll jump in, and, and I guess I never really thought about it, but after hearing you explain it a little there, Mike, you know, the, the, the year leading up to Jimmy's wedding, so this is 2019 into 2020, we, we definitely got closer, you know. I didn't know you much beforehand, but because you were around more through the events leading up to the wedding, and yes, there was a lot of jabbing at, e you know, at each other, poking fun at each other and stuff, but like just I think the way you do that is – important too and you know throwing sometimes those disclaimers like hey don't take it so serious i'm just you know we're all at a bachelor party poking fun at each other you know just having a good time or over a group chat or whatever like that like life's too short to get all caught up on someone poking fun at you like the only person that you should really be concerned about on how you are living your life is, is yourself, you know, as long as you're happy, as long as you can look at yourself at the end of the day and be happy with what you see and what you're doing, that's all that matters. But I, I do know that's sometimes more easier said than done. And, and some people are um, just not, you know, equipped and there's sometimes some serious stuff going on in people's lives that you don't know the backstory. So Again, going back to like being sh strategic on that, you know, that locker room mentality, just kind of guys jabbing at each other, poking fun at each other. Like you, you have to make sure um, you do that strategically because you don't know what someone's backstory could be. Yeah, you got to be careful and you should, you yeah. should definitely, um, you know, 
avoid comments that that can be misinterpreted or you know really harmful to people um but if you're among the right group of people and there's the right kind of general demeanor within the group then you know the way i look at it suck it up buttercup you know um and if you really got a problem with it then pull the person aside and, and talk with them but um humor and comedy are so important um we're noticing it as we begin this this podcast you know some of the constructive feedback we're getting is hey we gotta we gotta make it more you know more levity add more levity to it and and uh make it more um enjoyable so you know while there's definitely messages to be had and some good nuggets of information to um to tell our audience at the same time i think that humor is is really important and uh no, no, I agree hundred percent with what you guys said. Um, absolutely. I'm, I'm even, I'm more into it. I, I, you know, I just, that was just a disclaimer. I wanted to let everyone else out there know, cause it, we may, I, I, we may cross the line sometimes, especially me. It's going to yeah, happen. Probably, probably you. Yeah. Probably, probably me. And, and, you. uh, you know, that's, um, but gosh, that's the spice of life. That's the absolutely. old bay of life. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. You know what I, that's what I really want to communicate. And that's one thing that's been common throughout my origin story is that we fucking riff and that's how we make it through the day. How do I get up every morning and stick my hand into pe people's feces? <laughs> I fucking riff. How do I go into someone's house whose ceiling has fallen into their living room and try to navigate that bullshit? I riff. A customer who's complaining about the bill, even though I gave him a quote before I started, I riff. Humor got me through some of the some of the toughest times in the military, some of the dumbest yeah. trainings we were on, some of the most pointless uh, missions we were asked to support. Um, it was the collective, at times, dark humor, um, but just in general, um, humor that that gets you through. Um, I I, I can I can relate this to my background with with the sports and, and with sports and you know working in the sport industry and then also um, you know playing throughout my childhood and into college some of the best teams I was on we we were so close niche that our humor everyone got each other humor is the great you know it's the great unifier because let's on paper all three of us we don't have a ton on paper in common I didn't. I didn't go to some Ivy League military school where they had a drama club. So really, how good of a school could it really be? Because they had a drama club. I didn't get to pitch for Sandy Alomar in the bull pit. I mean, this isn't my <laughs> life. It's not my life. So stop trying. Just but stop what we trying. do have in common, what we do have in common, is we all like to laugh. Hell yeah! Right? We all Hell like yeah. to laugh, and laughter is cathartic. And talking and BSing is cathartic. And that's what this pod audience out there, that's what this podcast is about. And I'm sorry if you're in HR, but I, I just, you know, I, I don't know if it's a real profession. Okay. I just want to circle back to that real quick. What I had said earlier, but uh, no, I kid. It's, uh, it's yeah. It's all, it's all I mean, good. Just think, of, just think of some of those weekends, you know, that we spent. Jimmy's bachelor party weekend, the wedding weekend. Jimmy, last time you were in town, man. I mean, the whole time, it just was from start to finish a big, you know, laughter the entire time. And I, 
and that's I feel like, I feel like that's what it should be, you know. Definitely when you, everyone can get together and and just enjoy life, you know, with some laughs. Yeah, mostly at my dad's expense. <laughs> yes. Good guy. Good guy. Likes to laugh. Likes that's to your laugh. Father, Mike. He is. You treating him to anything lately or what? No, he should be treating me. He's my godfather. No, you should be treating him. Do you know how that godfather works? I do. Are you a Catholic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could have fooled me with all that locker room jabbing talk. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. I kid. I kid. All right, Mike. So as we we wind down – episode yeah. three your biographical episode what what do you want the listeners to know most about you that you may not have already said what i want I, the listeners to know about me and what i want them to know for themselves is um don't let anything get you down in life you're gonna bad things can happen um hard things in your life will come upon you um but i really do truly believe that we live in a country that if you put your head down and you push and you keep pushing, and sometimes it's going to, this is all metaphorically, of course, but if you put your head down, you keep pushing and you keep pushing. And sometimes it's going to feel like you're not moving at all, mm-hmm. right? It's going to feel like you're pushing, but you're not moving, but, but you are. You might not be able to sense it. But in this country, if you put your head down and you keep moving forward, you're going to come out on top. You're going to get to where you want to go. And, and on the way of pushing, if you find that you want to take a different direction than what you initially intended, pivot, as Jimmy said in his episode, pivot and keep pushing in the other direction and you will come out on top. That's the great promise of this country. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a living example of it. I, I'm not without my faults. Um, and I could definitely push further and push harder and we all could. But what I want the audience to take home with them is that uh, just keep pushing. And thanks for listening to a tall glass of podcast. Cheers. 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 <laughs>